0: You're listening to The Three-Body Problem by Cixin Liu. 18. Meetup The location for the Three-Body Players' meetup was a small, out-of-the-way coffee shop. Wong had always imagined game meetups would be lively events full of people, but this meetup consisted of only seven players, including himself. Like Wong, the other six did not look like gaming enthusiasts. Only two were relatively young. Another three, including a woman, were middle-aged. There was also an old man who appeared to be in his 60s or 70s. Wong had originally thought that as soon as they met, they'd begin a lively discussion of Three Body, but he was wrong. The profound but strange content of Three Body had had a psychological impact on the participants. All the players, including Wong himself, couldn't bring it up easily. They only made simple self-introductions. The old man took out a refined pipe, filled it with tobacco, and smoked as he strolled around, admiring the paintings on the walls. The others sat silently, waiting for the meetup organizer to show up. They had all come early. Actually, of the six, Wong already knew two. The old man was a famous scholar who had made his name by imbuing Eastern philosophy with the content of modern science. The strangely dressed woman was a famous writer, one of those rare novelists who wrote in an avant-garde style but still had many readers. You could start one of her books on any page. Of the two middle-aged men, one was a vice president at China's largest software company, Plainly and casually dressed, so that his status wasn't obvious at all, and the other was a high level executive at the State Power Corporation. Of the two young men, one was a reporter with a major media outlet, and the other was a doctoral student in the sciences. Wong now realized that a considerable number of three body players were probably social elites like them. The meetup organizer showed up not long after. Wang's heart began to beat faster as soon as he saw the man. It was Pan Han, prime suspect for the murder of Shen Yufei. He took out his phone when no one was looking and texted ha! <laughs> Everyone got here early, Pan greeted them in a relaxed manner, as though nothing was wrong. Appearing in the media, he usually looked disheveled, like a vagrant. But today he was dressed sharply in a suit and dress shoes. You're just like I imagined. Three body is intended for people in your class, because the common crowd cannot appreciate its meaning and mood. To play it well requires knowledge and understanding that ordinary people do not possess. Wong sent out his text. Spotted Pan Han at Yun He Coffee Shop in Si District. Pond continued. Everyone here is an excellent three-body player. You have the best scores and are devoted to it. I believe that three-body is already an important part of your lives. It's part of what keeps me alive, the young doctoral student said. I saw it by accident on my grandson's computer, the old philosopher said, lifting his pipe stem. The young man abandoned it after a few tries, saying it was too abstruse. But I was attracted to it. I find it strange, terrible, but also beautiful. So much information is hidden beneath a simple representation. A few players nodded at this description, including Wong himself. Wong received Da She's reply text. We also see him. No worries, carry on. Play the fanatic in front of them, but not so much that you can't pull it off. Yes, the author agreed and nodded. I like the literary elements of Threebody. The rises and falls of 203 civilizations evoke the qualities of epics in a new form. She mentioned 203 civilizations, but Wong had only experienced 184, This told Wong that Three-Body progressed independently for each player, possibly with different worlds. I'm a bit sick of the real world, the young reporter said. Three-Body's already my second reality. Really? Pahn asked, interested. Me too, the software company vice president said. Compared to Three-Body, reality is so vulgar and unexciting. It's too bad that it's only a game said the power company executive. Very good, Pawn said. Wong noticed his eyes sparkling with excitement. I have a question that uh, I think everyone wants to know the answer to, Wong said. I know what it is, but you might as well ask. Is three body only a game? The other players nodded. Clearly the question was also on their minds. Pond stood up and said solemnly, The world of three-body, or Trisolaris, really does exist. Where is it? Several players asked in unison. After looking at each of them in turn, Pond sat down and spoke. Some questions I can answer, others I cannot But if you are meant to be with Trisolaris, all your questions will be answered someday. Then, does the game really portray Trisolaris accurately? The reporter asked. First, the ability of Trisolaris to dehydrate through its many cycles of civilization is real. In order to adapt to the unpredictable natural environment and avoid extreme environmental conditions unsuitable for life, they can completely expel the water in their bodies and turn into dry, fibrous objects. What do trisolarins look like? Pond shook his head. I don't know. I really don't. In every cycle of civilization, the appearance of trisolarins is different. However, the game does portray something else that really existed on trisolaris, the trisolarin formation computer. <laughs> I thought that was the most unrealistic aspect," the software company vice president said. "I conducted a test with more than a hundred employees at my company. Even if the idea worked, a computer made of people would probably operate at a speed slower than manual computation." Pond gave a mysterious smile. "You're right, but suppose that of the thirty million soldiers forming the computer." Each one is capable of raising and lowering the black and white flags a hundred thousand times per second. And suppose also that the light cavalry soldiers on the main bus can run at several times the speed of sound, or even faster. Then the result would be very different. You asked about the appearance of the trisolarans just now. According to some signs... The bodies of the trisolarans who formed the computer were covered by a purely reflective surface, which probably evolved as a response to survival under extreme conditions of sunlight. The mirror-like surface could be deformed into any shape, and they communicated with each other by focusing light with their bodies. This kind of light speech could transmit information extremely rapidly and was the foundation of the Tricelerin Formation computer. Of course, this was still a very inefficient machine, but it was capable of completing calculations that were too difficult to be performed manually. The computer did, in fact, make its first appearance in Trisolaris as formations of people, before becoming mechanical and then electronic. Pond stood up and paced behind the players, As a game, Three-Body only borrows the background of human society to simulate the development of Trisolaris. This is done to give players a familiar environment. The real Trisolaris is very different from the world of the game, but the existence of the Three Suns is real. They're the foundation of the Trisolaran environment. Developing this game must have cost an enormous amount of effort the vice president said. But the goal is clearly not profit. The goal of three bodies very simple and pure. To gather those of us who have common ideals, Pon said. What ideals do we have in common exactly? Wong immediately regretted the question. He wondered whether asking it sounded hostile. Pon studied everyone meaningfully, and then added in a soft voice, how would you feel if tri civilization were to enter our world? I would be happy. The young reporter was the first to break the silence. I've lost hope in the human race after what I've seen in recent years. Human society is incapable of self-improvement, and we need the intervention of an outside force. I agree, the author shouted. She was very excited, as though finally finding an outlet for pent-up feelings. The human race is hideous. I've spent the first half of my life unveiling this ugliness with the scalpel of literature. But now I'm even sick of the work of dissection. I yearn for Tricelerian civilization to bring real beauty to this world. Pond said nothing. That glint of excitement appeared in his eyes again. The old philosopher waved his pipe, which had gone out. He spoke with a serious mien. Let's discuss this question with a bit more depth. What is your impression of the Aztecs? Dark and bloody, the author said. Blood-drenched pyramids lit by insidious fires, seen through dark forests. Those are my impressions. The philosopher nodded. Very good. Then try to imagine... If the Spanish Conquistadors did not intervene, what would have been the influence of that civilization on human history? You're calling black, white, and white, black, the software company vice president said. The Conquistadors who invaded the Americas were nothing more than murderers and robbers. Even so, at least they prevented the Aztecs from developing without bound, turning the Americas into a bloody, dark, great empire. Then civilization as we know it wouldn't have appeared in the Americas, and democracy wouldn't have thrived until much later. Indeed, maybe they wouldn't have appeared at all. This is the key to the question. No matter what the Tricelerians are like... Their arrival will be good news for the terminally ill human race. But have you thought through the fact that the Aztecs were completely destroyed by the Western invaders? The Power Company executive asked. He looked around, as though seeing these people for the first time. Your thoughts are very dangerous. You mean profound, the doctoral student said, raising a finger. He nodded vigorously at the philosopher. I had the same thought, but I didn't know how to express it. You said it so well. After a moment of silence, Pond turned to Wong. The other six have all given their views. What about you? I stand with them, Wong said, pointing to the reporter and the philosopher. He kept his answer simple, the less said the better. Very good, Pond said. He turned to the Software Company Vice President and the Power Company executive. The two of you are no longer welcome at this meetup, and you are no longer appropriate players for Three Body. Your IDs will be deleted. Please leave now. Thank you. The two stood up and looked at each other, then glanced around, confused, and left. Pan held out his hand to the remaining five, shaking each person's hand in turn. Then he said solemnly, "We are comrades now." 19 Body, einstein the Pendulum Monument, and the Great Rip The fifth time Wang Miao logged on to Threebody, it was dawn, as usual but the world was unrecognizable. The great pyramid that had appeared the first four times had been destroyed by the trisolar syzygy. In its place was a tall modern building whose dark gray shape was familiar to Wong, the United Nations headquarters. In the distance were many more tall buildings, apparently dehydratories. All had completely reflective mirror surfaces. In the dawn light, they appeared as giant crystal plants growing out of the ground. Wong heard a violin playing something by Mozart. The playing wasn't very practiced, but there was a special charm to it, as though saying, I play for myself. The violinist was a homeless old man sitting on the steps in front of the UN headquarters, his fluffy silver hair fluttering in the wind, Next to his feet was an old top hat containing some scattered change. Wong suddenly noticed the sun, but it rose in the opposite direction from the dawn light, and the patch of the sky around it was still completely dark. The sun was very large, its half-risen disk taking up a third of the horizon. Wong's heart beat faster. Such a large sun could only mean another great catastrophe. But when Wong turned around, the old man continued to play as though nothing odd was happening. His silver hair shone brilliantly in the sun, as though it was on fire. The sun was silvery, just like the old man's hair. It cast a pale white light over the ground, but Wong couldn't feel any warmth from the light. He gazed at the sun, which had now completely risen. On the giant silver disc, he could pick out lines like wood grains, mountain ranges, Wong realized that the disc did not emit light. It only reflected the light from the real sun, which was on the other side of the sky below the horizon. What had risen wasn't a sun at all, but a giant moon. The giant moon moved briskly up the sky at a pace that could be detected by the naked eye. In the process, it gradually waned from a full to a half moon and then a crescent. The old man's soothing violin strains drifted on the cold morning breeze. The majestic sight of the universe was like the music made material. Wong was intoxicated. The giant crescent now fell into the dawn light and grew much brighter. When only two glowing tips remained above the horizon, Wong imagined them as the tips of the horns of a titanic bull rushing toward the sun. Honored Copernicus, Rest your busy feet here a while, the old man said after the giant moon had set. Then, after you've appreciated some Mozart, perhaps I can have some lunch. If I'm not mistaken, Wong looked at the face full of wrinkles. The wrinkles were long and their curves gentle, as though they were trying to create a kind of harmony. You're not, I'm Einstein. A pitiful man full of faith in God, though abandoned by him. What is that giant moon? I've never seen it the previous times I was here. It's already cooled off. What? It's a big moon. When I was little, it was still hot. When it rose to the middle of the sky, I could see the red glow from the central plains. But now it's cold. Haven't you heard about the Great Rip? No, what's that? Einstein sighed and shook his head. Let's not speak of it. Forget the past. My past, civilization's past, the universe's past. All of it too painful to recall. How did you get to be like this? Wong searched in his pocket and found some change. He bent over and dropped the money into the hat. Thank you. Mr. Copernicus, let's hope that God doesn't abandon you, though I don't have much faith in that. I feel that the model you and Newton and the others created in the East with the help of the human formation computer was very close to being correct. But the little bit of air left was like an uncrossable chasm for Newton and the others. I've always believed that without me, others would have discovered special relativity eventually, but general relativity is different. The bit that Newton lacked was the effect on planetary orbit from the gravitationally induced curvature of space time described by general relativity. Though the error caused by it was small, its impact on the results of the computation was fatal." Adding the correction factor for perturbation from space-time curvature to the classical equations would yield the right mathematical model. The amount of computational power required far exceeds what you accomplished in the East, but is easily provided by modern computers. Have the results of the computation been confirmed by astronomical observations? If that had occurred, do you think I'd be here? But from the perspective of aesthetics, I must be right and the universe must be wrong. God abandoned me, then others abandoned me as well. I wanted nowhere. Princeton dismissed me as a professor. UNESCO wouldn't even have me as a science consultant. Before, even if they had begged on their knees, I wouldn't have wanted the position. I even thought of going to Israel to be president, but they changed their minds and said I was nothing but a fraud. Einstein began playing again, picking up right where he had stopped. After listening to him for a while, Wong strode toward the UN building. There's no one in there, Einstein said, still playing. All the members of the General Assembly Session are behind the building, attending the Pendulum Initiation Ceremony. Wong walked around the building and was greeted by a breathtaking sight, a colossal pendulum that seemed to stretch between the sky and the earth. In fact, Wong had seen it peeking out from behind the building, but he didn't know what he was seeing. The pendulum resembled those constructed by Fu Si to hypnotize the sun god during the Warring States period, back when Wang Miao first logged on to Three Body. But the pendulum before him had been completely modernized. The two pillars holding up the pendulum were made of metal, each as tall as the Eiffel Tower. The weight was also made of metal, streamlined with a smooth, mirror-like, electroplated surface, The pendulum line, made of some ultra-strong material, was so thin as to be almost invisible, and the weight seemed to float in the air between the two towers. Below the pendulum was a crowd of people dressed in suits, probably the leaders of the various countries attending the general assembly session. They gathered in small cliques and talked amongst themselves quietly, as though waiting for something. Ah, Copernicus, the man who crossed five eras, someone shouted. The others welcomed him. You're one of those who saw the pendulums of the Warring States period with your own eyes. A friendly man shook and held Wong's hand. Someone introduced the man as the Secretary General of the UN from Africa. Yes, I did see them, Wong said. But why are we building another one now? It's a monument for Trisolaris, as well as a tombstone. The Secretary General looked up at the pendulum. From down here, it appeared as big as a submarine. A tombstone? For who? For an aspiration, a striving that lasted through almost 200 civilizations. The effort to solve the three-body problem, to find the pattern in the sun's movements. Is the effort over? Yes, as of now, it's completely over. Wong hesitated for a moment before taking out a stack of papers. Wei Cheng's three-body mathematical model. I I, I came here for this. I I brought a mathematical model that solves the three-body problem. I, I have reason to believe it will likely work. As soon as Wong said this, the crowd around him lost interest they returned to their cliques to continue their conversations. He noticed that a few even shook their heads and laughed as they left him. The secretary general took the document, and without even glancing at it, handed it to a slender man wearing glasses standing next to him. Out of respect for your famed reputation, I'll have my science advisor take a look. Indeed, everyone here has shown you respect. If anyone else had said what you said... They'd be laughing at him. The science advisor flipped through the document. Evolutionary algorithm. Copernicus, you're a genius. Anyone who can come up with such an algorithm is a genius. This requires not only superior math skills, but also imagination. You seem to be suggesting that someone has already created such a mathematical model. Yes, there are dozens of other mathematical models. Of those, more than half are more advanced than yours. They've all been implemented and run on computers. During the past two centuries, such massive computation became the principal activity of this world. Everyone waited for the results as if waiting for Judgment Day. And? We have definitively proven that the three-body problem has no solution. Wong gazed up at the massive pendulum overhead. In the dawn light, it was crystal bright. Its deformed, mirror-like surface reflected everything around it like the eye of the world. In this place, in a distant age, separated from the here and now by many civilizations, he and King Wen had passed through a forest of giant pendulums on their way to the palace of King Zhou. Just like that, history had made a long circuit and returned to its starting place. The science advisor said, it's just like we guessed long ago. The three-body system is a chaotic system. Tiny perturbations can be endlessly amplified. Its patterns of movement essentially cannot be mathematically predicted. Wong felt his scientific knowledge and system of thought become a blur in a single moment. In their place was unprecedented confusion, If an extremely simple arrangement like the three-body system is unpredictable chaos, how can we have any faith in discovering the laws of the complicated universe? God is a shameless old gambler. He has abandoned us. The speaker was Einstein, waving his violin. Wong didn't know when he had shown up. The secretary general slowly nodded. Yes, God is a gambler. The only hope for Trisolaire civilization is to gamble as well. By now, the giant moon was rising again from the dark side of the horizon. Its large silvery image was reflected by the surface of the pendulum weight. The light wriggled strangely, as though the weight and the moon had developed a mysterious sympathy together. This civilization seems to have developed to a very advanced state, Wong said. yes. We've mastered the energy of the atom and reached the information age. The secretary general didn't seem to be too impressed by his own words. Then there is hope. Even if it's impossible to know the pattern of the sun's movements, civilization can continue to develop until it reaches a stage where it can survive the chaotic eras by protecting itself against the devastating catastrophes of those eras. People once thought as you do. That was one of the motivating forces pushing Trisoleran civilization to tenaciously come back again and again. But the moon made us realize the naivete of such an idea. The secretary general pointed to the rising giant moon. This is probably the first time you've seen this moon. Actually, since it's about a quarter of the size of our planet, it's no longer a moon, but a companion to our world in a double planet system." It resulted from the Great Rip. The Great Rip? The disaster that destroyed the last civilization. Compared to the civilizations before it, they had ample warning of the disaster. Based on surviving records, the astronomers of Civilization 191 detected a frozen flying star early on. Wong's heart clenched as he heard the last phrase a frozen flying star was a terrible omen for Trisolaris. When a flying star or a distant sun seems to come to a complete stop against the background star field, then the sun's and the planet's motion vectors are aligned. This has three possible interpretations. The sun and the planet are moving in the same direction at the same speed. The sun and the planet are moving apart from each other, and the sun and the planet are moving toward each other. Before Civilization 191, this last possibility was purely theoretical, a disaster that had never occurred. But the population's fear of it and their vigilance did not diminish, so much so that frozen flying star became an extremely unlucky phrase in many Trisoleran civilizations. A single flying star remaining still was sufficient to terrify everyone. And then, three flying stars froze simultaneously. The people of Civilization 191 stood on the ground, gazing up helplessly at the three frozen flying stars, at the three suns falling directly toward their world. A few days later, one of the suns moved to a distance where its outer gaseous layer became visible. In the middle of a tranquil night, the stars suddenly turned into a blazing sun, separated by intervals of thirty hours or so, the other two suns also appeared in quick succession. This was not a normal kind of trisolar day. By the time the last flying star turned into a sun, the first sun had already swept past the planet at extremely close range. Right after that, the other two suns swept past Trisolaris at even closer ranges, well within the planet's Rocher limit such that the tidal forces imposed on Trisolaris by the three suns exceeded the force of the planet's gravitational self-attraction. The first sun shook the deepest geological structure of the planet. The second sun tore open a great rift in the planet that went straight to the core, and the third sun ripped the planet into two pieces. The secretary-general pointed at the giant moon overhead. That's the smaller piece— There are still ruins from Civilization 191 on it, but it's a lifeless world. It was the most terrible disaster in the entire history of Trisolaris. After the planet was torn apart, the two irregularly shaped pieces each returned to spherical form under self-gravitation. The dense, searing planetary core material gushed to the surface, and the oceans boiled over the lava. The continents drifted over the magma like icebergs. As they collided, the ground became as soft as the ocean. Massive mountain ranges, tens of thousands of meters high, rose in an hour and disappeared just as quickly. For a while, the two ripped apart pieces were still connected by streams of molten lava that coalesced into a space-spanning river. Then the lava cooled and turned into rings around the planets, But because of perturbations from the planets, the rings were unstable. The rocks that formed them fell back to the surface in a rain of giant stones that lasted several centuries. Can you imagine what kind of hell that was? The ecological destruction caused by this catastrophe was the most severe in all of history. All life on the companion planet went extinct, and the mother planet almost became a lifeless waste as well. But in the end the seeds of life managed to germinate here and as the geology of the mother planet settled down evolution began its tottering steps in new oceans and on new continents until civilization reappeared for the 192nd time the entire process took 90 million years trisolaris's place in the universe is even more grim than we had imagined what will happen the next time frozen flying stars occur? Very likely, our planet will not just skim past the edge of the sun, but will plunge into the fiery sea of the sun itself. Given enough time, this possibility will become certainty. This was originally just a frightening speculation, but a recent astronomical discovery has caused us to lose all hope for the fate of Trisolaris the researchers had intended to recover the history of the formation of the stars and the planets based on signs in this stellar system. Instead, they discovered that in the distant past, the Trisolaran Stellar System had twelve planets. Yet, now only this one remains. There is only one explanation. The other eleven planets have all been consumed by the three suns. Our world is nothing more than the sole survivor of a great hunt— The fact that civilization has been reincarnated 192 times is only a kind of luck. Also, after further study, we discovered the phenomenon of breathing by the three stars. The stars breathe? It's only a metaphor. You discovered the gaseous outer layer of the suns, but you didn't know that this gaseous layer expands and contracts over cycles lasting eons like breathing. When the gaseous layer expands, its thickness can grow by more than a dozen times. This greatly increases the diameter of the sun, like a giant mitt that can catch planets more easily. When a planet passes by a sun at close range, it will enter the sun's gaseous layer. Friction will cause it to lose speed and finally, like a meteor, it'll fall into the blazing sea of the sun, dragging a long, fiery tail. The study results show that in the long history of the Trisolaran Stellar system, every time the sun's gaseous layers expanded, one or two planets were consumed. The other eleven planets all fell into a fiery sea during times when the gaseous layers were at their greatest. Right now, the gaseous layers of the three suns are in a contracted stage. Otherwise, our planet would have already fallen into one of them the last time they skimmed past. But scholars predict that the next expansion will occur in 1,000 years. We can't stay in this terrible place anymore, Einstein said, crouched down on the ground like an old beggar. The secretary general nodded. We can't stay here any longer, the only path left for trisolarian civilization is to gamble with the universe. How? Wong asked. We must leave the trisolarian stellar system and fly into the wide open sea of stars. We must find in the galaxy a new world to emigrate to. Wong heard a grinding noise. He saw that the giant weight of the pendulum was being pulled up by a thin cable whose other end was attached to an elevated winch. As it rose to its highest point, a great waning crescent moon descended slowly in the sky behind it. The secretary general solemnly announced, Start the pendulum. The elevated winch released the cable tied to the pendulum, and the weight noiselessly fell along a smooth arc. Initially, it fell slowly, but then it accelerated, reaching maximum speed at the bottom of the arc. As it sliced through the air, the sound of the wind was deep and resonant. By the time the noise disappeared, the pendulum had followed the arc to its highest point on the other side, and after pausing for a moment, began its backward swing. Wong felt the great force generated by the movement of the pendulum, as though the ground was shaken by its swings. Unlike a pendulum in the real world, this giant pendulum's period was not stable, but changed constantly. This was due to the continually shifting gravitational attraction of the giant moon. When the giant moon was on this side of the planet, its gravity partially cancelled out the gravity of the planet, causing the pendulum to lose weight. When it was on the other side of the planet, its gravity was added to the gravity of the planet, causing the pendulum's weight to increase, almost to the level it would have had before the Great Rip. As he gazed up at the awe-inspiring swings of the tri Pendulum Monument, Wong asked himself, does it represent the yearning for order or the surrender to chaos? Wong also thought of the pendulum as a gigantic metal fist, swinging eternally against the unfeeling universe noiselessly shouting out trisolaran civilizations indomitable battle cry as wang miao's eyes blurred with tears he saw a line of text appear against the background of the swinging pendulum 451 years later civilization 192 was destroyed by the fiery flames of twin suns appearing together it had reached the atomic age and the information age Civilization 192 was a milestone in trisolaran civilization. It finally proved that the three-body problem had no solution. It gave up the useless effort that had already lasted through 191 cycles and set the course for future civilizations. Thus, the goal of three-body has changed. The new goal is head for the stars. Find a new home. We invite you to log on again. After logging out of Threebody, Wong felt exhausted, the same way he did after each previous session. But this time, he only rested half an hour before logging in again. This time, against the pitch black background, an unexpected line of text appeared. The situation is urgent. The three-body servers are about to be shut down. Please log on freely during the remaining time. Three-body will now go directly to the final scene. 20. Three-body. Expedition. The chilly dawn revealed a bare landscape. There was no pyramid, no United Nations headquarters, no sign of the Pendulum Monument, Only a dark desert extended to the horizon, just as Wong had seen the first time he had logged in. But Wong soon realized that he was wrong. What he thought were numerous stones arrayed across the desert were not stones at all, but human heads. The ground was filled with a densely packed crowd. From where he stood on a small hill, Wong could see no end to the sea of people. He estimated the number of individuals within his view alone to be in the hundreds of millions. All the Trisolarans on the planet were probably gathered here. The silence of hundreds of millions created a suffocating sense of strangeness. What are they waiting for? Wong looked around and noticed everyone was gazing up at the sky, Wong lifted his face and found the starry sky had been transformed to an astonishing sight. The stars were arrayed in a square formation. However, Wong soon realized that the stars in the formation were in a synchronous orbit above the planet, moving together against the dimmer, more distant background of the Milky Way. The stars in the formation closest to the direction of dawn were also the brightest, shining with a silver light that cast shadows on the ground. The brightness decreased as one moved away from that edge. Wong counted more than 30 stars along each edge of the formation, which meant a total of more than a thousand stars. The slow movement of the obviously artificial formation against the starry universe exuded a solemn power. A man standing next to him nudged him lightly and spoke in a low voice, Ah oh, Grey Copernicus. Why have you come so late? Three cycles of civilization have passed, and you've missed many great enterprises. What is that? Wang asked, pointing at the formation in the sky. The Trisolaran Interstellar Fleet? It's about to begin its expedition tri civilization has already achieved the capacity for interstellar flight? Yes. All those magnificent ships can reach one-tenth the speed of light. That is a great accomplishment, as far as I understand it. But it still seems too slow for interstellar flight. The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. The key is finding the right target. What's the fleet's destination? A star with planets about four light years away. The closest star to the Trisolaran system. Wong was surprised. The closest star to us is also about four light years away. You? The Earth. Oh, that's not very surprising. In most regions of the Milky Way, the distribution of stars is fairly even. It's the result of star clusters acting under the influence of gravity. The distance between most stars is between three and six light years. A loud, joyous cry erupted from the crowd. Wong looked up and saw that every star in the square formation was rapidly growing brighter. This was due to the light emitted by the ships themselves. Their combined illumination soon overwhelmed the dawn, and one thousand stars became one thousand little suns. Trisolaris was bathed in glorious daylight, and the crowd raised their hands and formed an endless prairie of uplifted arms. The Trisolaran fleet began to accelerate, solemnly gliding across the dome of the sky, skimming past the giant just-risen moon's tip casting a dim blue glow against the moon's mountains and plains. The joyous cry subsided. The people of Trisolaris mutely gazed as their hope gradually shrunk in the western sky. They would not know the outcome of the launch in their lifetimes, but four or five hundred years from now, their descendants would receive the news from a new world, the beginning of a new life for Trisolaran civilization— Wong stood with them, silently gazing, until the phalanx of a thousand stars shrank into a single star, and until that star disappeared in the western night sky. Then the following text appeared. The tri expedition to the new world has begun. The fleet is still in flight. Three-body is over. When you have returned to the real world, if you remain true to the promise you've made, please attend the meetup of the Earth Trisolaris organization. The address will be in the follow-up email you receive. You've been listening to The Three-Body Problem. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date on the newest installments of this enthralling sci-fi adventure. Or, if you just can't wait... You can buy the audiobook of The Three-Body Problem as well as the next two books in the series wherever books or audiobooks are sold.